West Virginia. Now in Mama. Take me home. Country road. You know what? I reckon because of that line situation, you know, they always ask, you know, if there's one song you could belt out all the lyrics, no problem. If you like, in, if you make a mistake, you die. I think because of that Pax line, Country Road <laughs> could be it for me. That's fair. I don't know. There's verses to that song. Nah. <laughs> it's no. not just chorus. Nah. Hmm. <laughs> but they'll be so enamored with it being Country Road, they'll just belt out the chorus, the verses for me, and I'll just sing along. I know it's, um... That's exactly how Jack Back and, uh, what's his face beat the devil. Jack yeah. Back? Jack Black. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I know this isn't the arcade couch between the questions, but because Pax is next week, I think I want to start the show with that whole interlude and just leave it in. Because we are <laughs> getting ready for Pax, everyone. Welcome to the arcade couch, the number one place to chill with your friends and get your game of goodness each and every Monday, my name's on Black. Joining me, as you've heard the voices of on the couch this week, <laughs> Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here. Excited. We're only a week away from PAX. Excited. I'm only a week away from holding you too. Oh, Also here. In like a hug or something. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. Excited that we're only a couple days out from Overwatch 2, where I can finally hold all those digital skins with my bare hands and battle passes and have no money for packs. Why'd you ruin it? Like, we had a, I was like, man, we're just chilling, talking about packs. I was like, I'll just, like, Good start times. the show, use this as the intro. Wait, and but you, you guys, we, we did it's this like you just the did a, recording. You just, it's like you just did yeah. a lot of cocaine before we, you know, yeah. this is fine. I've, I've been clean for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's very true, though. It's very true. We're going to be having this conversation. Is your, your nose okay there, Karen? <laughs> no, Sorry, I'm just no. yeah, got some up. traces Fine. of stuff. Yeah, just. I mean, before we started recording, you literally did more or less say, "Hey guys, I think I already need help." So, <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, say reading that. between the lines. And you anyway, did say. I can't. I can't. I realized I can't do cocaine because Dylan freaking guilted me into throwing out all of the business cards that I sure. could have used for it. <laughs> so. A good point. You can, but you'll be getting some new ones, maybe. So, maybe, yeah. maybe. So, no, yeah, no. This, you-, you know what? I had, did have a moment. I had a moment earlier because I normally have my wallet in my bag, mm. and I put it in my pocket because I was going out without my bag. I'm like, hmm. Damn, my wallet is way smaller now. Context for the and story, in case you haven't listened to it, everyone. You should go listen to last week's episode of Like <laughs> Couch Between the Cushions. By the way, um, great episode. Great episode. Now, my opinion, it's probably the best one we've ever done. Goodbye. <laughs> um, yes, classic. Um, so yeah, PAX is this uh, well, this week. This composed on Monday, yeah. So it's uh, it is PAX, this coming Thursday. Yeah, it's coming well Friday. 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 Yeah. We will we'll be in Melbourne. All of us are in Melbourne. From we'll be high fiving each other on Thursday. Thursday. Do some of that shit. Um, but yeah, crazy. So a uh, little uh, pre ramble and stuff like that. Make sure it's already up. Uh, you want a bookmark for all of our PAX coverage? It is explosionhub.com slash PAX Oz twenty two. Pax Oz 22, like the numbers, P-A-X-A-U-S 2-2 is where you want to be going for all of our Pax coverage. That'll be going up there. Um, probably, I haven't, um, as far as stuff, it's 
be similar to last <laughs> times, I guess. Listen, we have not planned anything. We're going to show up and do stuff. <laughs> I mean, well, I've I did start. I've started some degree. I've I've attempted. Me and Kieran have not planned anything. Okay. We're just yeah. going to show up and do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we will have videos up, of course, uh, talking about games. We'll probably have. I presume we'll try to do what we did last time, which is just sort of daily recaps as well as so couple minute like sort of recaps and stuff like that as well. Um, but yeah, uh, just since. It is this week as of release. Ash, how excited are you coming into PAX? Or is there anything that you know is going to be there that like a game or like a panel or anything that you're super excited of than just the general, I guess, like I assume everyone's just going to be like, I'm excited because PAX, I get to see people. That's one thing. But yeah, like, is there anything? Yeah, I think that's numero uno like, yeah. important. I feel like that's going to be number um, one for most people. Yeah. And I think it's cra- like, I think we've got plans like every single night. It's pretty crazy. Like, we're going to be. Very hungover Sunday. I'm saying, uh, calm down, Ash. Sunday's going to be Monday. Okay, Monday. Monday's going to be rough. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to like move really fast in some sort of transport that day. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, there's the big news that we'll probably talk about in a second. That's very exciting. Uh, lots of interesting titles in the Indie Impacts Rising booths. Uh, even some cool looking tabletop games that you know. I know we don't talk about that kind of stuff much because we all. Uh, hey, I talk about Pokemon. We don't have any real life friends here except Kieran, uh, so we got nobody to play games with. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it's going to be a great time. Okay, if you see us there, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! What the fuck? <laughs> Damn! Oh, no, no, okay, I'm kidding. Ashley. Just come up and say hello. You know? <laughs> <laughs> unless, we're, unless we're in the middle you of said it's so else. serious if you say it's there leave it on. you know we don't want to so you know we don't want to like draw a crowd or anything. I hope nobody comes up to you now Ash I hope people yeah. avoid you no one yeah it's like you. <laughs> uh Karen what are you what are you excited uh I'm excited for just lots of panels to be able to to go around through the show floor um the whole ride variety I mean just the whole PAX weekend there's always stuff Going on just beyond PAX and around PAX, like the the Bethesda event um, happening over that weekend as well. Um, it's yeah, just an exciting weekend in general. I think um, lots of you know, for me, it's been four years, three years, three too years. long, too long, four years pretty much. Twenty eighteen was the last PAX I went to, so um, it'll be good to see everybody to hang out. Um, holy, you know what? I need to put myself a note so. Mm, It'll be real bad if I turn up without TikToks for Buddy, right? Like, yeah. I, need to I mean, sure I don't know how readily how readily the available they are in. I need Melbourne. to go and find them this weekend. Would it be hilarious if we find out like like the discontinued? Like near Dude, impossible like, to this find. This is yeah, no, this is uh, man. You have to like... go on eBay and find like the last box of TikToks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the mail times, obviously, because we was talking last week. You know, like, oh, no, PlayStation doesn't really matter. I was like, I don't think it does. Because, like, for me personally, like, if I think about the most exciting games I've ever seen at PAX, it's always just, like, random indie shit we discover, mm. like, there. It's never the big game. So that doesn't bother me at all. So I'm just looking forward to, yeah, playing out, playing a bunch of the, the new stuff that's on the floor and discovering my next big game I can really look for. Because nearly every PAX I come away with something I'm super pumped and excited about. Um, a bit, whether it be a game um, about a wombat or a, a flappy bird type thing or you know like i always have like some really random thing that ends up being my f- 
favorite thing. Actually, <laughs> I think the last two packs is both both years of my favorite game ended up being a mobile game. So I'm a fake gamer, is what I'm saying. Um, we all then, know that. It's yeah, it's true. It's very, it's very, very true. Um, and then my the second favorite thing I'm looking forward to is um, wandering around that first day, just looking at the stalls and finding what merch Kieran has to buy me. Like that's yeah, that's, that's yeah, really yeah, that's fair. Me. That's fair. Pick up. Yeah. Um, thing, you know? I think it's an important piece I'm gonna have of mind. First day. We're gonna have to make that a video, you know. Yeah. You exploring all the merch yeah. stores and like you yeah. umming and ahhing, yeah. uh, and then videoing Kieran making that. Yeah. I take a picture, I send it to him. He has to go stand in line and get it for me, and deliver it. That's great. I love that for me. Man, just think about the fact that I've saved you money recently by not taking up you up on the. That's so, fair. That lot of the reason yeah. I did I you a favor. Well. So like, you did me. A I did favor you a favor. I was like, you've got me enough. I got a. I got a pizza That's another funny. time coming. I got a merch coming. Um, buddy's got TikToks yeah. coming. Like you fucking. Yeah. yeah, it's a good weekend for you. It's a good yeah. weekend to be. Buddy's a, just gonna be living. You know what? If we don't see Buddy eat for the entire weekend because he's living off TikTok biscuits and frozen I think he's sleeping in the same room as you. So like the same. So I hope you. Yeah, yeah I, I assume you would see him. Yeah, that would be weird. No, no, no. But no, it's, if I don't see him see eat, eating, oh right, weekend, okay, okay, yeah, because he's just. Gonna, I don't man. feel like that's a very healthy. No, no I don't think it is. But he could do it. Weekend. Even though Buddy is a man of taste and does like his um his different spots of eating and stuff like around Melbourne, so you'll catch him having breakfast at two a.m. Tiffany's. I don't know. <laughs> two <laughs> bowl cereals and shit. Um, yeah, so the big, the big news that dropped today, um, PAX was literally like, let's announce our, uh, keys, keynote speaker, like the weekend mm-hmm. prior to PAX, like, let's leave it till literally the last minute. And they got a good one. Well, so. I feel like when that happens, it's not PAX's fault. It's the person's fault. Well, yeah, I don't know. Whoa! Maybe like, I feel like you can shade. it's the person's fault. I'm assuming it was, they weren't, they, this didn't get locked in until, like yeah, hundred percent. It was a. Are they going to be here? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. This could all go out the window. You know? Yeah. So it is Shuhei Yoshida, which Kotaku writes Yoshida, effectively referred to in the industry simply as Shu, was one of the original members of the team that would create the original PlayStation console, the lead account executive in charge of Sony Computer Entertainment's third-party licensing. In any iteration of PlayStation hardware or delivery of legendary games on the platform has ever meant anything to you, then you probably owe Yoshida a handshake, hug, or respectively socially distance nod as you pass him in the hole next weekend. Yoshida was responsible for bringing games like SOCOM and Jack and Daxa and Twisted Metal Black to PlayStation in the early days. In addition, he would serve as executive producer in games like Ape Escape, Gran Turismo, Legend of Dragoon, and many others. Um, then, of course, there's a lot more to his career, but that's like sort of the, the overrun. I guess also, considering we're all kind of funny fans and a lot of people who listen to us probably were uh, slash are as well, or Podcast Beyond fans, uh, Shuhei was a, a big part of that podcast series uh thing like became sort of his own character uh within that podcast universe as well so that's also another thing that sort of made him a lot of people's i guess uh on their radar outside of his injury sort of stuff so yeah i am very a very good pick i would say very good pickup for like a big time keynote speaker i think i'm definitely um 12 p.m i think friday's the the, the time so hopefully yes. we'll be able to get in i don't know like if the line <laughs> i don't want to have to line up at fucking 10 o'clock or you know something but um so but yeah, probably it, 11 you know yeah and i catch the the stream it's on gonna the be room. crazy is it? it's like echoes of when we all lined up well i guess we i don't feel like line up to go see hideka jim if we all lined up to see i was kind of say, funny uh, after hideka jim yeah <laughs> um yeah it's a, a very good 
get, I'd say, exciting for free for 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 this year. But actually, he is, I think. Yeah. And you know what the funniest thing was? I found this out by I opened Twitter on my lunch break. I didn't see the PAX announcement first. I didn't see like anyone else tweeting about it. The first thing I saw was a tweet from Shuhei with where he was like posted a picture of maps in Melbourne, was like, where's a good place to eat or some shit. And I even went, yo, Shuhei's in Melbourne. That's crazy. And I like clicked on his profile to see if there was any reasoning for it, scrolled down and then saw the PAX. I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, cool. it's not like I DM'd you that. His t- the, the announcement or anything. Like, you didn't DM me the announcement? You yeah, posted, I did. Did you? the news Slack thing. I deleted it because, you know, you didn't respond, so. Man, I was at work. What are you fucking... Sorry, I, I couldn't res- respond to you. What'd you DM me? How did you delete it? Just the DM? announcement, and then I asked, hey, should I ask if we can... You did it. Yeah, good job. You, you took yeah. initiative. I appreciate that. So you can delete DMs in this thing? Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know if I like that. But anyway, yeah. I I mean, I saw you post the. I saw you post the. <laughs> no, it was a, It turns out it wasn't him. It was just in one of the channels. Okay, that makes more sense. I was about to say that's yes, crazy sorry. shit. Yeah. yeah, no. Anyway, I saw you, 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 you. I saw your email. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah so you know, if we don't get to interview Shuei Yoshida, it's Dylan's fault. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For not responding sooner. That's what, you know. Oh, not responding sooner. So you could, you could, you could email. Anyway, this is a fucking, you you could email and respond. And you had to wait for me, (laughs) who was at work, unable to. I was also at work. So it's Kieran's fault. You know? So, yeah, it is. (laughs) I was also (laughs) at work. It's Shree's fault. Wow, throwing <laughs> throwing Shrey under the bus. I, I don't like that. <laughs> throwing Captain Cuties under the bus. I don't like just keep Damn. moving down the range with us. Um cool. So that is Pax. It's happening this weekend. Everyone get excited. Let's talk about this week's uh, main topic. Rest in peace. Google State is officially shutting down. Right, press start. <gasps> Google has announced overnight they will officially shut down C support of its cloud streaming service Stadia next year. Despite pretty respectable third-party support, the service simply never caught on with consumers and Stadia general manager Phil Harrison's own admission never gained the traction it had hoped in the few years since launching. As part of the shuttering, Google will be refunding all hardware and software purchases made through the Google and Stadia storefronts respectively, though access will remain for current owners until January 18th, 2023. Despite the closure, Harrison claims Google will remain committed to their endeavors within the gaming industry. Quote, we remain deeply committed to gaming and will continue to invest in new tools to technologies and platforms that power the success of developers, industry partners, cloud customers, and creators for the Stadia team. Building and supporting Stadia from the ground up has been fueled by the same passion for games that our players have. Many of the Stadium team members will be carrying this work forward in other parts of the community. Ugh. So, and then, yeah, press start finishes by saying it was always an uphill battle given the fierce competition with cloud streaming space with the likes of Xbox Game Pass and even GeForce now um, enjoying the market. Um, it surprising to anyone? Not really. Not, Not really, really, seeing I, as we, nobody, well, it's hard because we're here in Australia. Stadia, I don't think ever came here. No. Because we got shit internet. Uh, so, you know, of course, we're not going to talk about Stadia. No one we know is going to be talking about Stadia. Uh, but from what we saw online, there was barely ever mention, any mention of it. 
Um, but considering the amount of money that Google was throwing at games and developers when it first was launching, there was like I saw some stadium. ridiculous numbers. Yeah, there were some dumb numbers. Like I can imagine Ubisoft got paid a stupid amount of money to put Assassin's Creed as like a flagship product onto Stadia for that launch. Like it was, there's obscene numbers being thrown around, and Google wasn't going to get that return on that. I just don't think it was ever going to happen. Um, I think it's it's technology that's too advanced for its time. We'll probably look back at it ten years and be like, damn, if that was just ten years later. That probably would have been a really good um, console and launch well, that, idea. I just the, think, yeah, it's, it's you know beyond what, its own technology. I, the thing that fucked Google was the second that Samsung TVs and I think other TVs are going to start following. Samsung a couple months back were like, our newest model TVs and stuff, Xbox Game Pass, just stream that shit straight to your TV. Bluetooth yeah. controller. I'm like, as soon as I announced that, I was like, why the fuck would we... Like, why... They announced Google Stadia is coming to Australia. It's like, who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> like Game Pass is literally a native app on, t- like, starting to become a native app on TVs. Um, GeForce now is already, like, depending, obviously, on your internet, if you're in an area with 5G access, like, as someone who does have 5G access and has tried most of these things, like, it's weird that, like, they, like, you know, Google's Stadia was just never going to work here, I don't think, like, for the very niche market that already exists here, for the people who are able to do it, like, nah, weird. But apparently they put a fuck ton of money into it and it didn't really go anywhere, but... Uh, but the weirdest thing I've seen is a bunch of developers this morning when the news broke tweeting shit like, hey, I've got a game coming out in Stadia in like two weeks. Um, the fuck? Like, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't know I think about somebody this. said like in two days' time. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so... That's um, that's yeah. mega sucks to be those people. That's for sure. I don't know what the fuck you do at that point. I Hopefully they're releasing it somewhere else as well. Yeah. Well, some of these people were saying they're not. It was a Stadia exclusive, exclusive or yeah. timed exclusive or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I thought this is just Kotaku did have an article where they're like, these are the five games that are stuck on Stadia. Like these have never been released anywhere else yet. And there's no other way to play them. Nothing like super... Like, oh my god, but still, like, the any game being stuck on any platform not being playing anywhere is mm-hmm. bad in, like, the terms of things. But so you've got Hello Engineer, which is a spin-off to the um, Hello Neighbor series. You've got P- Pixel Junk Raiders, which is from Q Games. Uh, Outcast, which was made by Splash Damage, a top-down online multiplayer combat game. Um, then you've got Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle, which came out in 2020. Combines classic Pac-Man arcade game with Battle Royale. Guilt, this is the only one I would want to really play out of these and I have since it was announced, which is a third-person horror game starring a young girl and is considered by many Stadia fans to possibly be the best exclusive game released on the service. Uh, it was developed by Tequila Works and is about six hours long, uh, writes Kotaku there. So, um, yeah, that's the one I would like to see show up on other things. But, of course, the problem is, like, even if Stadia's shutting down, like, what are the deals on these? Like, they're going to work it out. And then, I don't know, just, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, I would say it's... It sucks for anyone who's got games coming out in Stadia, and they're like, what the fuck? Especially because the thing is, it's very easy to be like, even if, like, this game, that dude who's tweeted and said his game's coming out in, like, two days. Okay, let's say it's coming out in Switch as well. How about all the time and effort they put in making the Stadia version? Mm-hmm. That was pointless. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That shit sucks. That's pretty unfortunate. Well, Unless they got paid up front. 
Yeah, hopefully, but... You'd hope so, because the rumor is that, like, Google paid tens of millions of dollars to get games like uh, Red Dead Redemption and the Assassin's Creed games on the service. So. Yeah, Assassin's Creed was, like, a big part of the marketing at the front, marketing, the front point. So. So. Also, could I say it's crazy that they're refunding everybody? Everyone? Yeah, I don't know how that works. But. It's Google. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're like, thanks for you. <laughs> Thanks for thanks, thanks for, for your user data. Thanks for your user data, idiots. <laughs> Take your money yeah, back. We know and we what got games you play, how long you play them. We can use yeah. this for something. It was uh, just a giant information no, gathering the, project. That either says that they there were so few people who used the service, it was worthwhile just refunding everybody to keep them happy, or uh, you know, they clearly have way too much money to spend. Google has too much money to spend. They were totally it, just no. Like- it actually was w- worth. It was cheaper to. Pay off to do this than it was to keep to, going. To, 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 to keep going, yes. I think that would just yes, save themselves a legal battle over. Why? Because you know? it's different. I I I reckon it. People would have like it's different if you buy PlayStation Five and then like a couple years from now they stop making games. For I it or think whatever. I think Stadia is different because Stadia is a, a new unproven platform. You are people should know they're buying into something that is. Unproven technology that has yeah, no support. Do you think people or... sued the makers of Betamax when that wasn't the service that kept going? Or did people sue uh, HD movie, HD. Uh, DV, like Blu-rays, HD discs, whatever, discs, whatever they were called? Um, Not Blu-rays. And, and Xbox refunded everybody who bought an extra the special disc drive for it to play on their consoles? Nah. Shit happens. Did Xbox refund of- everybody who bought a Kinect game? Only for it to not be used anymore xbox on i hope there's one person who listens <laughs> somewhere and that their xbox just turned on <laughs> i love the connect i love what people have done with the connect since when they've modified it and used it for various other things that have all worked really well because the 3d spatial scanner inside a connect is actually really good technology and people are still using it to this day Another thing that was ahead of its time. Yeah, 100%. Um, so one shout out. We got a preview posted this week by Will up on the website, of course. Uh, Forever Skies. Um, this is something I've been interested in since I don't remember actually where I saw the first trailer. It may have been in one of the the indie sort of fucking the millions of indie showcases we get these days. But I always thought it looked pretty cool. Um, he says it's most he liked most of it for what i could tell but yeah so it's like a it's a space game where you're like it's i guess it combines parts of no man's sky like you've got like the elements and the exploring and the um what do you call it the uh, where it's like randomized fuck um that shit the like you know the random generation of stuff worlds um, that whatever that's called bloody words yeah i know the me. yeah you know randomly you generated mean? randomly generated stuff yeah um, so, like, he's, he talks about how in the preview, like, he had to set up the ship and, like, sort of got that far, but didn't get to do, like, a lot of exploring outside that. But, yeah, um, it's launching an early access, I think, towards the end of the year is, like, the current aim from that. Um, yeah, he speaks mostly, mostly positively about the time he spent with the, the demo build that he had access to. So, that's good. Uh, check out his full preview for that. Uh, link is in the doobly-doos or the explosionhub.com.
Alrighty, let's get into this week's news. Let's start with this. Press start right. EA and Koi Tecmo have announced a brand new monster hunting game titled Wild Hearts coming from Megaforce, the studio behind games like Dynasty Warriors, Persona 5 Strikers, and Fire Emblem Warriors. Wild Hearts is set in a fancy region of Azuma. Inspired by feudal Japan, the world is being ravaged by once peaceful creatures known as uh, called Kimono? I guess. Sounds weird to say that, considering, like, no, it can't be they are now now that now threaten the lives of Azuma's people. You'll see players hunt the kimono either alone or with up to two other players with full crossplay in an effort to restore balance in the world around them. The game will reportedly put a major focus on its unique crafting mechanics and sophisticated kurakai mechanisms in an attempt to bring something new to the genre that is mostly dominated by the likes of Monster Hunter. Um, I thought this looks pretty cool based on the reveal trail and everything. Like, it does look like it, obviously, the, the Monster Hunter inspirations is very noticeable. You've got giant creatures, people doing battle and stuff, but it looks like more, I guess, mm, how do you say it without saying me? Graphically, it looks better than Monster Hunter. I mean, that's like, I guess that's the thing. The only other game that I played a little bit of that had the Monster Hunter thing was the, the Epic Games one. What the, the fuck Epic, was that yeah. called? You know that one? I played like that for maybe four or five hours. Yeah, Biomere. Nope. No. No. It was um, the free to play. It was uh, free to play multiplayer one. thing. I played that for like four or five hours, I think. And I did a few like raid things or whatever on it. So that was fun for a little bit. Um, and I was playing a bunch of Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I was really enjoying that. So like, I, I'm, I'm, I think this looks pretty cool. Um, what, what do you think, Ash? Uh, yeah, I think it looks interesting. Obviously, uh, do you know that style of game? I guess with uh, it's got an interesting art style. Like, I think that I don't think it looks better than Monster Hunter. I think it's just got a different art style that. Possibly, yeah. I think it's just like maybe the, more the, to your tastes. The time when they're in the grass and stuff, it's just I'm like, oh, there's a lot more grass there. Like it just looks a lot more detailed and stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to find out more. Is it gonna be so much like Monster Hunter? That we're like, oh okay, it's just a Monster Hunter game. Or like what exactly are we gonna be doing in the game? Obviously there's this traps element. Yeah. Uh it looks like you'll be able to do whether that's magical or something you have to buy in a shop or something beforehand. Uh, yeah, lots of lot, lots more to find out. <laughs> Definitely, seems it came out of nowhere too, considering it's coming out uh, February. 17th yeah, from EA. Yeah, well, yeah, the EA don't keep any secrets. EA original. Well, it's it's an EA original, so it's an indie developer. Or a it's Koei Tecmo. Yeah, it's quite, but oh. it's not a in-house thing. Is the I guess yeah, the rule that's for what I'm, EA. Yeah. I don't know what their thing is, but it's like they've teamed up with another developer. So, um. Uh, Kieran, what do you any thoughts? Uh, I think it looks cool. I like that. I find it interesting with like the Fortnite building towers that turn into things. I think that's a cool aesthetic choice. And um, on top of that, you know, once again, and yes, this is you know creators of Dynasty Warriors and, and and stuff like that to have that more feudal Japan style Japanese uh, samurai kind of aesthetic to the game is something that's very strong and prominent right now in gaming. Um, so to see that come through, I think it's interesting. It's probably not something I'm going to play, um, but it would be interesting to see if there is a multiplayer element of this game or if it's just a purely surely it does. Event. You got that. You got that final it's shot multiplayer. of three people running. It's the multiplayer. Screen. They, I, you fucking went listening. Multiplayer, full crossplay, up to three you players. Didn't hear that section. I was I yeah, through the trailer. Most likely, yeah. 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 Jesus. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Two things. Yes. There were some cute creatures in there. You know? No. Was that? The, 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 no, like the little animals. Okay. Like with but the weird anything flowers that was in big. Mm, Maybe. You know, big, adorable cutie. Uh, the, the epic game was Dauntless. Because mm. that was fucking me. Yeah. Dauntless, that was it. Correct. Yeah. I guess it just... do. Is this free to play or is it a full price game? Um, it's no, it's not free to play. It's a full, uh, full price game. Well, okay. maybe not full price, but it's a price game. Yes. It's it's a price. It's game. a game where you pay money. What a concept! You know, crazy. Um, it is. <laughs> let's talk about Overwatch Two. What? Is <laughs> that coming out sometime? Is it coming out sometime soon? Yeah, during parks. Oh, that sucks. Um, too bad nobody's going to play it. Uh-huh. Arjun has a story here that. A lot of people have been talking about this week, and I'm, you know, ready to get Kieran's. Uh, really, you want to source IGN and not say a, a reputable site like Kotaku? No, <laughs> fucking reputable it. site. You can fuck right off with that nonsense. Kieran's a bit upset. I think. Wow. I, I, let me tell you before I read this story, Kieran. Is this a, is this the story that you're a bit upset with? You, yes, no, or no, not exactly. Okay, but it's we'll kind of it's part of the overarching okay. issue. Okay. IGN's version isn't too bad. Okay. There is so yeah. IGN writes. A new blog post over at Overwatch website has revealed that new players will need to grind out around 100 matches to unlock the complete roster of the original Overwatch 1 characters. Quote, new players begin with access to a limited set of game modes, heroes, and some other restrictions to onboard them more gradually. The first phase of our new first-time user experience rapidly unlocks all of the game modes and the ability to chat in-game. And the second phase unlocks all the original Overwatch heroes over the course of approximately 100 matches. End quote. The idea behind the move is to prevent overwhelming new players with too much to learn. Considering each hero has a unique set of abilities and counters, this is certainly an understandable and structured way to get into the game. Quote, this focused experience eases new players into the world of Overwatch by teaching them about different modes, rules, and other high-level aspects of the game in an approachable way. End quote. Importantly, these instructions won't be in place if you're in a group, so new players can still team up with their friends and try out heroes and game modes they don't have yet. Um, quote competitive is the exception to this rule because new players must complete a specific challenge to access this game mode end quote while this move could be seen as controversial it looks as though the overwatch community is pretty pleased with the change uh one reddit user said 100 games to 32 heroes ah uh, sorry yeah 100 games to 32 heroes is roughly a new hero to try out every three matches said one reddit user um kieran what is your thoughts on all this because uh, i've seen people saying it's terrible of people like that who are like no it's fine like what's your um okay we're coming from the aspect of just the the actual change and the actual announcement and this is alongside other announcements they made this week um i think this is a fantastic change overall and i think all of the changes they've announced as a whole are really good quality of life changes for a growing and free-to-play game with an increasing player base one of the most you know when you look at league of legends when you look at um apex valorant to an extent you don't go into those games and have everything unlocked for you from the get-go. You don't have um, League of Legends, you only get given like 10 characters out of its 100-plus character roster. You only get, you know, six or seven characters in Valorant. Same thing with A. I'm not 100% sure on how many there is for Apex, but you get a small selection of characters. This isn't like, you know, anybody who's played Overwatch 1, you don't have to worry about this. If you ever had Overwatch 1, you get all the characters instantly the moment you start the game. This is for only this is for brand new Andes okay. that are just starting the so game. So if you've got an Overwatch account. Yeah, if you if like you'll if unlock on console, everybody. 
yes, if you have an Overwatch account or on console, if you have the Overwatch disc or you've ever played Overwatch or ever touched Overwatch, you can, you've got every character in the game instantly unlocked for you. Other thing that this doesn't mention for you. Every character from uh, Every character from the original Overwatch, sorry. That is a minor point. And also, actually, if you own Overwatch, you'll get the new character unlocked as well for the first season. Um, so that isn't as much of an issue. So, uh, so draw. How do you say it? So, so, so Sojourn and Junker Queen, you already uh, get access they, to. You get straight away, and and then and then the, Kiriko, who's the brand new support character. Yeah. You if have you own Overwatch the One, free Battle Pass, or if you buy the premium, you yeah. So it's either level fifty five on the free Battle Pass, or if you own Overwatch, or if you buy the premium Battle Pass, you just get Kiriko for free. Um, well, not for free, but you get Kiriko straight away. Um, the other thing that isn't mentioned or isn't widely publicized is if you queue with friends. The character unlocks uh, all the characters get unlocked for you while you're queuing with your friends, so that you no, they just have said the. That. I read it. Oh, you did read that. Sorry, once again, probably was reading through the article and skimming through. It was that just being so just yeah. angry. So angry. Is it a angry bit? About sure. it's fine. Yeah. Um, is is yeah? Those features will be so. This is for honestly. This is for somebody who wants to jump in by themselves and play the game, and get a little bit of handholding, a little bit of teaching. To, to show you through and learn characters because opening a game and instantly getting 32 characters to play with and play against and yeah, that's going to be a rough time to learn for anybody. It's going to be a, a learning curve for you to get an understanding. So if you could spend some time learning, say, Soldier 76, who's a more of a basic shooter character and then start building and building until you get to your Genjis and your Echoes that require a bit more understanding of the game as a whole... I think it's fine. It, it says of roughly 100 games. Um, it is 50 wins to unlock competitive. So presuming that roughly 50 wins is probably going to be the same to unlock all the characters because you can't play competitive without all of the original characters unlocked. Um, there's going to be, you know, no general chat unlocked at first. You have to, or no match chat in general unlocked at first to stop toxicity. I think this is a great feature to onboard new players and to bring them into the system and not... Have people just immediately jump into competitive and, and not have any basic understanding of the game or kind of instantly completely ruining the, the skill. And like those 100 games you play, that is what Overwatch and Blizzard uses to understand where your level of gameplay is at and put you in the right rank when you start the competitive system. It, it is calibrating and learning your, your matchmaking um, rating throughout that period anyway. Um yeah, I think overall this is this is it's firstly to me and, and mentioning Kotaku and they are one of them that this week we've had daily updates from Overwatch from Blizzard about different aspects of the game and every single time there is a small potentially negative thing. Places like Kotaku are putting out articles that are written from an entirely negative standpoint that are immediately kind of taking away from the game and taking away any opportunity and. You know, they're framing it as, oh, you have to unlock all the characters? How dare you? People used to get the game and used to have all the characters unlocked for free. And it's like, yeah, people didn't understand the fucking characters. People didn't like learning the game. And Overwatch has been a dead game for fucking two years. Let it do this shit. On top of that, there is um, things like to play Overwatch 2, you need SMS Protect. You need a phone number connected to your Overwatch account so that you can play the game. This is to... Stop people making multiple accounts to stop alt accounts and smurfing and toxicity and throwers and cheaters and, and everything. Um, so when you cheat and throw the game, do you get an SMS? 
No, no, no. When you like, start the game, bitch. you get banned, and then your phone number can never be used again to create another account. Oh my god! Wow, they're going to buy a two dollars SIM card every time. <laughs> no, and there is this is where it, this is the interesting thing where that's just um, way too much effort. Just play. Just no, no, no. This is the other interesting thing, and I don't know how it's going to affect Australia, but it doesn't accept prepaid phone numbers. What the fuck? Ooh. How's it going to tell? How the fuck? Which that is—that's yeah, the, the thing. I don't know if that's just an American focus yeah. thing or if that will have any effect because there's already rumors that like because SMS has been part of the Overwatch system for for verification anyway, and I know some places in some phone carriers like Verizon in America and Cricket, their prepaid numbers just don't work in the system. Um, which is an interesting. I mean, they'll be able but- to tell if it was an Optus prepaid or an Optus postpaid number. That's everyone can figure that out now. Just Google the number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's <laughs> fucking hell. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's putting these negative spin for people who either aren't giving these an opportunity to breathe, are just taking the the negative output or outcry for the small majority in the communities, and then putting it on their websites for easy clicks, and then kind of gathering the story and making the story a lot bigger thing than it actually is. I don't know. I'm um, I'm gonna for this. I'm gonna say. If every article, if every website had the exact same opinion on the news, then like what? But the- it isn't every article. Like the thing is, right? It isn't every website. Like IGN's is a yeah, but the, see the difference is IGN writes news uh, usually unless it's an opinion piece. IGN writes news from a company standpoint as a very like just generic news post. There's no personality usually in their posts. Kotaku writes news with a like you'll always find a flavor of the writer in there. Their opinion is allowed to the same as if I ever write news for Explosion Network, it's and it would be the same for anyone else. Like the, I, it's not written as a generic news post. It is like, hey, I'm really excited about this thing because this or like so. If I was writing about Overwatch and I thought that the thing was shit, then I would be posting this looks shit, like. But the thing is, right, it, it, you're writing it from a point of view of either, like, say if you wrote it, Dylan, it would be weird if you thought it looked shit and you wrote it shit, but you have no context with Overwatch or within the Overwatch community or how yeah. it is for Overwatch itself. Do you know, I mean, you're just do comparing you know- it to every other video game that you've been yeah. played in Dylan's entire life, from, right? Are, we, are you 100% that, that was- sure that the people that are writing and saying that it's No, not I'm not. I'm exactly. not. Yeah. But it is... When it's a case of when you look at like people who are playing the game and people who are kind of the Overwatch community as a whole is, I guess, in many ways, largely positive about this stuff. And people are looking forward to this. But then before the games even come out, people are just instantly putting up toxic, not toxic, toxic's the wrong word, but just very negative, skewed viewpoints on this thing where we don't understand it and we don't know anything about it. I don't know. It just it just seems very um like if I open the Kotaku. It's interesting that you're so anti Kotaku. It seems like they've only posted Kotaku, like four Overwatch is, stories in the past month. So Kotaku is the one I've seen the most with the two big ones this week. Um but there has been other ones. Kotaku is just the one I know the website name of and I can actually yeah. say. They're too big to come after us, is it? First, so. 
No, it, it it's just I, like it I know who petty. Kotaku are, and I don't. I'm not going to just randomly say like Polygon when I don't actually know if it was Polygon. Though. It's all right. It, I we just, know I, it was I, our player I two. I just read that article. Player two came the out article is so. crit- is critical of the thing, but I I I would I would disagree with it. Sound like it's. I know if I understand if like you're an Overwatch fanboy and it's like Overwatch two is sounding more and more like a free to play nightmare. Blizzard's free to play grind continues to sound like a chore. That might rub you a bit. But it's a, it's an opinion, as I said, like that, this point of view. I don't, like, I don't feel like that's, I don't feel like saying it's sounding like a nightmare is clickbaity if the article follows it up and explains why it's sounding like a nightmare. Like down here it says, the reason that this writer, and I'm not saying names because I don't want to sound like we're like, yeah, no, no, no. Um, they write, quick to play, quick play matches often last around 10 to 15 minutes, not including queue times. That's around 20 hours to unlock Tracer, Genji, and the rest of the crew. While the original Overwatch was 60 US, Australian $93, the new one is free to play, letting players grind to unlock the full roster, not unlike some fighting games. On the other hand, even at minimum wage, half a full-time work week is uh, $225. This all comes back on the back of the existing, uh, this all comes on the back of the existing controversy over gaining Overwatch 2's first new hero, the support character Kiriko, behind level 55 of the battle path, if, battle pass. If players want to access to, to her from the jump, they'll need to fork over US forty Australian uh, US forty dollars, Australian sixty two dollars for the watch point pack. Overwatch two is taking a step in the right direction by ditching loot boxes entirely, but the nickel and diming over what costs money and how much time players need to grind is clearly leading to a lot of frustration before the game is even out. Some battle passes and free to play economies are orientated entirely around rewards that don't affect gameplay. Um I don't feel like that's yeah. I feel like that's a. But this is even this if you disagree. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's it's a an fine opinion. And I, I think it's. I think it, this is coming from a perspective of someone who is not obviously in the Overwatch community. Because from a, obviously from a player who plays Overwatch, it's like this is a good thing. You know, all these players will be yeah. You're, you're looking at it going. Section. It's really good. All these new players will learn all the characters. Time. This person's going. It's going to take you twenty hours to unlock all the characters. But and to someone who only has a couple a hours thing. a week, that is a fucking load. 20 hours is a decent amount of time. It is, but why is that, like, I don't... Like, like um, how do I put it? That, A, we don't understand how many, what the rate... Like, I think the math on the rate is every three games you will unlock new characters um, in Overwatch. And we That's don't know good. how that feels. We don't know how that plays. When, you know, when you go into League of Legends, you get 10 characters and they change every week. And the only way you unlock any more is either paying for them or grinding. Like, again, I that's, understand. It, that's also because uh, there wasn't a game in which you just got all the characters first. But that's, free. but we can't well, well, keep, you got we can't all. keep. Yeah, expecting. I know. It's hard to make the, the comparison. The, the, thing is, the thing is, people who go, no, but Overwatch 1. Overwatch 1 was great because we got all the characters free, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Overwatch 1 fucking died. The game died. It crashed and burned because it was on an old ecosystem with an old mentality that Blizzard just stopped putting content out for. And we've had the same game for fucking... I mean, it's been I don't know if it something... died because of that. It's because they were trying to make Overwatch 2. No, no, dude. Content, right? It died. It, but the thing is, it died because Blizzard can't get... Like, it sounds very capitalistic and very focused that... Oh, Blizzard can't make any more money out of this game or out of out of you and 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 it's like it's like saying okay somebody's paid sixty dollars for a game and then you've got five years work out of them for it 
and nothing more and nothing less. How does how can any how can any game developer build a sustainable and working and functioning updating system on people buying the game once for sixty bucks? It doesn't work anymore in today's climate. Not for multiplayer games. You know, when it wants to be an ongoing and long-standing service, you know, finally, for me, it goes, fuck, there's going to be, for them doing this, we're going to get new content every nine weeks. I feel like my, the only thing I really don't like, but the whole, like, I understand the criticism, I understand the point of view of all these characters were unlocked in the first game from the outset, so, you're, like, why can't you just leave it that way and just make the, all the rest? I understand that, but I don't feel like that's a bigger, a big, like, it's not the end of the world to have to unlock them. I understand why it's, like, they're already unlocked, why are you changing it? Like, whatever. The only thing that annoys me is the level 55 on the free battle pass. I, I, <laughs> if I was to compare that to something, re- like, that I play a lot of recently, like, at the moment, still, mm-hmm. never ends, baby, Marvel Snap, right? So, Marvel Snap, if you imagine <laughs> their battle pass, right? Right. If I, I would prefer them to do it the, the, the same way. Or, so, you get the character at level one, you get cool skins at level 55. You know what I mean? I just, but you have to buy the battle pass. No, but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if it's I level could... 55 on the free battle pass. On the free battle pass, like this. This is the thing: is that what? What? So this is what Blizzard has said. Okay, what is the thing that we sell our game on? And skins. that is our characters. No, it's skins. No, 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 no. We sell our game. People come to play our games because of the characters involved in the game. Yeah, but they're, if they're looking to make money, don't I? I think that they're shooting themselves in the but foot by making it harder for people I to don't play new characters. Think so because it's only it's That's only, only like you... every other game. Apex, you have to pay for the characters. Yeah, same with Valorant. Sure, you, you can earn to... all the the money to buy the characters, but same with League of Legends. Like enough, everything is, you have to play to get the characters. Like it, it, it's you have enough. Like even with the thirty two characters or whatever characters you get as a base once you unlock, that is enough characters you could play the game with. Sure, you're not. You might not have the best meta unlocked character in the world. Sure, but that's only realistically gonna fucking matter for the top ten percent of the player base. The rest and really, of the game, they're probably gonna be willing to fork out that ten bucks. Yeah, probably. the rest of the game, if you're playing and you're casually playing in quick play, play whatever the fuck you want. And if you do want to play that new character and you don't have time to grind, buy it. If you this don't is, have that is, time, but this is the thing where I'm saying where you're viewing the you're viewing the character thing you, you're so ingrained in competitive that you no but the thing is okay if my even if i take my mindset out of competitive in quick play i don't think it doesn't why does it matter because no well this one like why can't all the characters just be unlocked well i'm joe blow i just want to fuck i just because bought this game i've Lizard seen tracer on the box to... for years i want to play you didn't tracer. buy the game no but you know you didn't buy I'm the fucking, game you got it for free i'm doing it <laughs> Do you just know how to fucking... It's a free-to-play game. It's how this works. You literally just played the game for free. And while you're playing the fucking hundred games of fucking Overwatch at the start, you're earning shit towards the battle pass. So it's not like you're going to be a hundred games and then you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to need to start battle pass and stuff. You're already earning to that point of Kiriko. Like, you're already building up to that point. Like, I just... it It is so frustrating, this mindset of... I need, like, I don't know. I just don't think you need to have it automatically unlocked and then just have skins. Because if it's just skins, majority of your player base isn't going to care and isn't going to worry about it or 
potentially invest some money in it because at the end of the day, it's a fucking business and they do need to try and How make some kind of money How many years did it? they run off just releasing skins for the very limited number of characters that they had? Fucking not enough. Yeah, the, enough. They when, had when fucking... Was, sorry, let me, let me fucking... Right? How many skins did you buy and how much money I mean, have you spent? Listen, this <laughs> convers- you know what this conversation makes me realise? Mm. Maybe Kieran didn't actually recover from Overwatch Addiction. <laughs> Maybe the game just died and he had no other <laughs> choice. So, right? The, the last character for Overwatch released... Yeah. The last character in Overwatch released, April 14th, 2020. Yeah. It's over two years since a new character has been out on that game. Yeah, but my point is, like, people were still happy to play because of the game mechanics, and they were the making... People, the thing is, the, the play base died and shrank. Like, people stopped caring. Like, Overwatch League numbers are in the fucking shitter. And that's why they had to start yeah, playing Yeah, only since they started working on two, year. and they stopped, like, supporting one. No, because the game was already dying before Overwatch 2. We had an entire year where the same meta was core meta for the game. Where DPS players were told, you can't play DPS characters anymore to be the best player in the game. We're playing three tanks and three supports, and it's going to take us nine months to fix this. Good luck. Enjoy That's, your game, dickheads. Like, it's just... It, it, did, it was boring. <laughs> it fucking was boring. Like, like it, it, is, it is to hear that Blizzard is going to be putting the effort into this game where they're going to have every nine weeks, we're going to have balance changes, we're going to have a new character, a new map, there's going to be new fucking content. That's a breath of fucking fresh air. And if that means, and, and, and the, like, it's incentivizing people to actually play their game. If they put the new character at level one, sure, there's skins to play the game. If you don't have, if you're not playing competitive and you don't have that competitive drive and you're just playing quick play, What's what's the drive for players to keep coming back? What is the carrot on the end of the string? It's now the character. And if you're not there for the season, it's not like that character's forever locked to you. There will be another way for you to unlock that character that I'm going to guess is going to be far easier for you to do. $15, little man. No, <laughs> it's in that's pretty hand. easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it could be that. But <laughs> I just don't... I don't know. It is, it is a game that's just a better platform that is refreshing and if you compare it to what overwatch one is and to the new systems and the new um overall ui features and everything to do with overwatch 2 it's night and day and uh, maybe this is you know i'm very you know let's say it as you've already said fucking addiction whatever i'm heavily skewed towards overwatch you know yes i stopped playing for a decent period of time because i didn't want to give blizzard money and it, it has been weird for me to come to terms in the last couple of weeks that I'm going to probably start giving Blizzard money again. You've already given how that. much I you, you paid for the. You already oh, did. I bought the watch. I did. I bought the watch point pack. Okay. So, you know, put that involved. It is. Uh, I just think there is a lot more potential in this game and a lot of things that people are losing their shit over or that are being critical of this launch. I think. Over. So here's the thing. I think you are so. I think you, as someone who really liked and loves Overwatch, um, you really want Overwatch 2 to be successful. And I think that your so your passion for what for what your love for it for wanting to be uh, successful, however you want to word it, I think you're getting more upset like over little Kotaku headlines than you should. I'm not. Should I'm be. not. Getting, <laughs> the thing is right. I'm not. <laughs> it's not the little things because it is. These are. And it shouldn't matter, right? Like it shouldn't matter. It, it's it's no. It's, this game's going to go on and be a massive success, no matter what. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. probably exactly. 
And it's just frustrating that, like, these things that Blizzard's doing from a point of view of it's a quality of life improvement in so many ways. And for other games, it doesn't seem to be a problem. But for Overwatch, now that Overwatch announced it, it's this big fucking deal. And it's just a very weird one. Like, they announced that they're going to be... Um, an AI is going to be kind of semi-recording voice chat in games now. To So if you report somebody, it can use a snippet to use that report. And then they've come out and said, Blizzard's already said, though, hey, we will delete the recording after 30 days. Sure. Um, which people are... Wink, but, wink. But people are, are complaining about that. Valorant has the same system. Fucking phones are always listening. What's it matter? But, like, the Valorant yeah. system says... They will hold on to the recording for indefinite amount of time for as long as they think it's appropriate. Mm. Which is, it's just I don't know. It just seems to be very like the I don't want to say the cool thing is shitting on Overwatch two and shitting on Overwatch, but it, it's just I think there is a lot of unfair attention in some ways being brought. Do you think game. it's because it is Blizzard and obviously Activision Blizzard has this history? No, because Wrath of the Lich King is coming out currently and it's not getting the same kind of Yeah, but do they switch over to a free to play model? <laughs> but everything's free to play, play now. Everything yeah, is free yeah, to I'm, play I'm now. More on your camp than Dylan's <laughs> communism, like you let everybody play everything for free. Like uh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> let's just give away everything to everybody, you know? Like it's it's like it, this is from my let personal point of cake. view and it is the point of view of a fucking uh, permanently corner-cucked Overwatch fan sitting in my corner with Overwatch looking over at Apex and Valorant that gets fucking cool cinematics regularly, gets cool fucking battle passes, gets cool characters, gets cool fucking events, and I'm over with fucking Overwatch being like, man, my game hasn't changed in years. I love it's like this you're an shit. Xbox fan or something. You know? I know. <laughs> 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 shit. Um, so to finally have something come through and, and have all this content be available to Overwatch is fucking great. And I, yeah, it, it is skewing my point of view. I do understand that. But I think people, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I, my, my Twitter, my Twitter is probably different to yours. All I've seen is people will be like, it's pretty cool. Overwatch is out soon. Excited. Like, I haven't seen. Like, like I see this. I I see a story like this from I've Kotaku. Seen, no, I've seen a lot of people like, complaining. Just, I've seen a lot of shit. It's a lot of takes. quote tweets. You know, is a, lot that what it is? a lot of quote tweets. Of yeah, like, the same like article. shitty takes. Yeah, but I was yeah, saying, like, if, if it's mostly over like articles like the Kotaku thing, I'm like, just stop quote. Like, if you disagree, stop just fucking Kotaku. scroll <laughs> on. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, it, the, it's like, not Kotaku. I'm not. The thing is, I'm not. I'm not fucking jumping in and fucking combating. It's just a frustrating thing that I would that I wanted to use this podcast to talk about voice my opinion i voiced my opinion everybody can tell me go get fucked here ringo you <laughs> fucking love overwatch way too much shut the fuck up but i've had my chance to voice my opinion i'm good because i do find quite often with this game. stuff it'll be like man people are going off about this shit right now and then you it's find like out crickets. it's actually just a, it's like you find out it's it it's really just drama caused by like People getting upset over something like a Kotaku story, and then everyone starts complaining about it, and they're like, man, there's so much drama now. I was like, well, not really. I mean, they said she's wearing leggings. It's actually a jumpsuit. Yeah, he's fighting over one. Yeah. (laughs) I I did see people, some complaining people complaining about like Tracer and stuff at some stage, so I did see that. That was the thing. 
I don't know. I've watched, yeah. I just, I, I, from my Twitter, everyone seems to be like, yeah. Side the player, Overwatch thing. I've seen absolutely no match. Point question: Are you guys? Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to play Overwatch at some point? I, I mean, said I'm downloading it, but I'm like, like I'm going to play it. I know if I'm yeah, going to yeah, play yeah, it next yeah. week. Because I'm sure we'll do like a dumb. Because a cross player, yeah. I can come hang out. And well, I can even jump on my Xbox and still have all my PlayStation. Why is she not playing it on PlayStation? Pardon? Why is are you guys going to play it on PC? Or well, here's fucking. Is there trophies for this game? I don't know. I doubt. Maybe I don't know. Do Apex have trophies? Yes. Yes. It doesn't have a platinum trophy. Though. Yeah, platinum. I mean, they could have fixed that the PS5 trophy? version, but they still did the same list. The fucking dumb motherfucker. But yeah, whatever. It's I'm excited. I want to play with you guys. Just not comp. I'm going to play it, and yeah. I'm never going to play comp because you said I have to win 50 games. I'm not going to play it that much. So you might do. <laughs> you might fucking love it. You might. Like, what if yeah, you get addicted? Is... Yeah. Yeah. What if you join you get me that first on the, hit on the Overwatch Shopium? <laughs> It feels super nice, and then you're like, oh, yeah. I need to keep playing. I need to chase this high, and then never gets quite hits the same way. Ever exactly. again. Man, I already you know, do enough. Keep chasing. What are you? You're you saying suckle, it like you really understand it. Suckle on the teat so. of Blizzard and say, please, sir, can I have some more? You've played MOBAs. You know what it's like. Yeah, I was about to say. I know, <laughs> the I know. shittiest, most toxic game and you still yeah, click I, Q again. I, I'm well aware of how uh, getting going down an addiction rabbit hole works to a game. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's talk about this quickly. So... Report PlayStation Lifestyle writes Disney wants a new Star Wars game every six months, apparently. Um, various sources to Insider Gaming say that the current plan, which Lucasfilm has signed off on, is to have two Star Wars games every fiscal year. Uh, fiscal, sorry, year. With one being a major release and another being a smaller game. Even the current list of Star Wars games in development, it would seem as though we have at least four games worth of them. So, as a reminder, here's all the games. Quantic Dream's working on Star Wars Eclipse, which apparently won't release until at least 2026. Respawn Entertainment's working on Star Wars Jedi Survivor, that's rumored release date of March 2023. Respawn Entertainment's also working on an untitled first-person shooter game. Respawn Entertainment's also working on an untitled strategy game for a new studio called Bit Reactor. Saber Interactive is working on the Knights of the Old Republic remake after Razor Group changed developers. Skydance and the Media is working uh, Amy Hennig game that'll be a richly cinematic action-adventure game. And Ubisoft Massive is working on an open Open world game that won't be out until 2025 and then lastly zynga is working on star wars hunters the report says that sources with knowledge of quantic dream believe that star wars eclipse is a development nightmare as the studio's engine is supposedly inadequate for such a large-scale project it also notes that a mandalorian game was teased by xbox areas nick shrapshul uh, with a tweet that has since been removed though henderson says that there's merely a rumor stemming from speculation while EA no longer has exclusivity over the Star Wars license, it did confirm this year that Respawn Entertainment is in charge of three Star Wars games. Interestingly, none of them are Star Wars Battlefront. How do you feel about the idea of getting two Star Wars games a year? One really big title and then like a slightly smaller thing, Ash? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's fine, I guess. You know, Star Wars has such a wide spectrum of games you could potentially have that I don't think... Uh, people will get super over it. I feel like it'll definitely have an audience. Obviously, you get the same Call of Duty game every year. Why wouldn't you? That people go buy a Star Wars every single year. Um, the obviously the second smaller game, whether it, I would imagine would be some sort of mobile game because obviously there is a slew of different Star Wars mobile games that you can play. Uh, obviously, the Hunters game is going to be coming out to mobile. Um, or you, I, I love the idea of some potentially cool, quirky, indie smaller games. That would be in the Star Wars universe. That would be cool. Give us that. Give us the uh, Katana Band uh, Necrodancer game. That's a cool time. That would 
I'm down. I'd fucking play that. Yeah. This is Star Wars farming game, man. Like, I want to be on Tatooine fucking farming. I need to go down to the... Get some moisture. Do some moisture farming down there, boy. Disney, go do what you did with Star Wars Go do some romancing. (laughs) Go do what you did with Star Wars Visions, but with video games. And just give a fuck ton of developers or indie devs and be like, here, make make some fucking games. Make the Ronin video game. If only. I I don't think they're going full visions, but definitely like with the whole like they have like s- spread out a bit more outside of the EA over the last year by announcing all these other ones, you know, Skydancing, uh, Zinga already did stuff, I guess, but Ubisoft Massive, Skydance, Saber, and Quantic Dream. Um, with Quantic Dream being the game, no one gives two shits about really. But um, I actually don't think that game will ever come out. I think that game <laughs> that's never coming out. I don't that's think that's d- ever coming out. One of the many Star Wars games that gets cancelled. Yeah, I think that the game definitely ends up cancelled. I think the combination between stories of it already being a nightmare. Uh, I never have read a positive that, thing about it. That or it doesn't come out for 10 years. Yeah. One or the other. Everyone pretty much after all the Quantic Dream court cases and, you know, this sort of stuff, like, everyone's like, why the fuck? I don't want to play a Star Wars game by Quantic Dream. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I haven't seen anyone be excited for this game, so, um, yeah. Don't know about that one. But yeah, I mean, I'm down. I don't know if, the, I mean, it could be, a, like, a, the set, the, the Star Wars game year is totally fine. Like, that's, I don't feel like that's even impossible when you are giving all these different studios, the license to do whatever they want. And I would agree with what Ash said, like, and I've said the same thing about movies and whatever else, where the, the, the fucking universe is big enough, I don't need to see Tatooine on, you know, like, can I get fucking get away from that? How good is Andor fucking? No sand planets. Oh, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so hopefully you get some, uh, a bit more variety and stuff. And yeah, maybe the smaller games and mobile game every year, maybe it's a, a $30, $40, like, tactical thing with a six-hour thing. Maybe it's a it's a Star Wars game made by um John Bith- uh John- Mike Bithel, sorry. Mike Bithel, yeah. Like Mike John Bithel? Bithel from? I was How cool John would it be to have, like, an, an XCOM-style game, but in Star Wars, in Star about, Wars, like, yeah. stormtroopers or clones? No, that'd be really bad, because they'd all miss all the shots, and it'd be really difficult. You go to, like, select the enemies, it's, like, hit rate. <laughs> zero one, Yeah, 0.5% or something ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's really long because everybody's just firing at each other and it's, like, nobody ever gets hit. Yeah, you, you you move the character, like, literally up to the square right next to an enemy, goes up to 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the it. It's only when... The only... The only Stormtrooper is the one with the, the baton thing. That's the only one that actually does damage. You have an option to um, inc- like to take off a stormtrooper's helmet, and it infinitely increases their accuracy to twenty five percent. Yeah, so that's Star Wars. Let's talk about <laughs> Ash's favorite game for that's not coming out. Skull and Bones on their Twitter said, uh. "Important news to all our aspiring captains." Today, we'd like to give you an update regarding our release date. Although Skull and Bones development is finished at this stage. The invaluable feedback received during our various technical tests and insider program convinced us that we could do with a bit of extra time to polish and balance the experience even further and ensure you get the best experience we can offer. We have therefore decided to push our initial launch date to 9th March 2023. We will be organizing more insider program sessions to continue gathering feedback in case you haven't had the chance to participate yet. You can also look forward to our open beta in the near future. Thank you for your support. Stay tuned for more information. Ash, are you sad? You, you were the big scumbones person now, so. 
I mean, this is better, right? Because it's not going up against God of War. It's not coming two days after God of War, maybe. Yeah, it would have squashed God of shot. War. Maybe it's got a shot. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all kind of lost interest in this game when it was pretty much confirmed that you're playing as a boat. Um, and it's interesting that it's being pushed as far into the fiscal financial year as possible. It's being pushed back as far as possible, uh, you know, which would... Yeah, I not- I think there's still a chance that this game doesn't come out. Yeah, like that means that makes it seem like it isn't just a hey, we're getting out of dodge away from God of War. Hey, we need to like change. We, we yeah, need we need things. another six months. It's de- it's finished development, but you know we're gonna push it six four months. Uh, yeah, say like November December. Yes, yeah, like four months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um I I don't feel like this is bad. It would be weird to view this as bad because. Like, they, they're admitting that they got a bunch of feedback from their tests, and the whole idea of tests is mm-hmm. to get feedback. Players have given feedback. They want to enact on that. The alternative to this is that they release the game, it gets shitty reviews, and then we have to hear about this game for 12 months as they keep putting a big update saying, this is the one, guys. It's adding all the stuff that we've heard feedback about. So I think, like, compare that to, let's just delay the game by four months, and let's enact upon the feedback we got. Because I get sort of sick of all these games doing betas and these insider programs, and then the game releases, and then they spend so long still trying to fix it. I'm like, did no one fill out these fucking surveys and shit they send out after you play it? Like, you tell me not a single person gave feedback. Like, you know, so, like, the fact that they're acting on it, I think, I, yeah, I don't want to, like, try and get to, like, this is how it should work, right? This is the whole idea of doing betas and shit, so. Like if 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 you can do a beta and you think you can still release the game on time and like have and fix the issues in that time, cool. If you do a beta and decide that the feedback is, man, we need a bit more time to fix the player issues, and it could be stuff that isn't even technical. It could be like, look, the game. Look, I I don't know. Like they're they're all in, under embargo. Obviously, is the thing anyone that's inside these things. There's no articles you can go read about it or anything. But it could be like, hey, the game plays like decent. There's not. It's not like a buggy mess or anything. It's just like. The fun factor is missing because we think that if you change this, it would make the gameplay experience better. We think if this was the thing, you know, like it could be a bunch of real small things that overall they're like, you know what? The same thing has come up so many times among all these surveys. We need to fix this. So, yeah. Hopefully that's all it is and not some big buggy, buggy, bit bugginess. Last news story for the week. Push Square Riots, in-game motive has confirmed its upcoming Dead Space PS5 remake. Well, they say PS5 because it's a fucking PlayStation website, but it's coming to everything. Uh, Dead Space remake won't contain a single load screen unless you die to the Necromorphs. The original PS3 title came out, came clo- quite close to achieving this with the camera firmly planted just behind as Isaac Clarke's right shoulder for the almost the entire game. However, control was taken away between chapters because of load screens. This won't happen on the PS5 with a single uninterrupted camera shot. It means Dead Space follows in the steps of God of War, which committed to a single shot for the entire duration of the game. God of War Ragnarok will also do the same. An EA blog post notes that the single shot allows you to freely explore the USG Ishimura going wherever you like and backtracking for items you may have missed. Quote, it's completely, now a completely unbroken experience. End quote. Elsewhere in the article, Durcham, producer, senior producer, says, uh, talks about honoring the legacy of the first game by staying true to its core foundations, by then adding some neat enhancements on top. There'll be new content, more lore to uncover, and the obvious graphical improvements. Quote, the goal was to make you feel like you're experiencing Dead Space again for the first time. 
if you're already a fan of the game, but we also have the chance to give people who have never played it the opportunity to have a the definitive Dead Space experience with game that plays, that looks, that sounds like a modern game. Um, all of this is really cool to me. Like the the whole one shot thing for this game, I think is like a very good idea. Like having the commitment to doing an uninterrupted shot for Dead Space, I think is is pretty cool. There were other times where the ca- camera was taken out of control in the first one, other than loading screen. So they must have changed that as well. Like you must never lose the camera. Like it must never cut. I guess. So um, but yeah, I definitely feel like you know. I can picture it now, like with the way the, ga- the game opens with the message and then like the camera sort of panning around as the ship lands and then like Isaac walking out of his little pod ship yeah. to the Ishimura. I can like, I can picture it now how it all sort of um, plays out. I think it's very cool. I'm, and the bunch of screenshots got dropped for this. It looks fucking like really good. Like, it looks very pretty and dark and scary and stuff. So I'm pretty pumped. Like, as I said, like Dead Space is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Um, the first two two of my favorite games of all time. So um, I'm pretty excited to get my hands on this early next year. Kieran, how are you feeling about uh, Dead Space Remake? I feel good. I think it's it's one of those things, especially coming off God of War, is, you know, the other the main game. It's done one shot. It is, um, I think it's a perfect fit for Dead Space. I think it's absolutely perfect. I'm excited for it. Um, it really shows that they're not just kind of, putting some glitter on a pig and being like, hey, go Bessie, you're good to go. Um, Put some wings on a dragon uh, and a pig called a dragon, right, Ash? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're actually going all out on remastering this and Mm. and bringing what is a masterpiece of a game forward onto a next-gen system in a next-gen way. So um, it's really exciting. All of the screenshots look awesome and look really fitting for the game. Um, I'm excited to see Ashley stream this one. He's already committed to it as part of a Kofi goal. Mm, no. Um, so it's going to be, yeah, no, it's going to be an exciting mistaken. experience when it comes out. What was that, Ash? Very mistaken. I'm not playing this game. You're playing this game? You're playing you're this game? You're very excited to play this I game? I have not so you're cutting out, are you? going to play. You're Sorry. really cutting out, mate. You're, you're you're, out you are excited to play. Poggers. If you heard Ashley say he's excited to play Dead Space on stream, please tweet at Ashley um, and wish him luck and um, maybe give him a follow you so know, you can Maybe when uh, Kieran gives up Overwatch is when I'll play Dead Space. Whoa. Whoa. Mm. Don't just take drugs off someone like that. It's actually bad for him. You need to like, I'll win take them a off. list. I'll take uh, 10 things that are never going to happen for 8 points. <laughs> <laughs> uh. maybe, maybe when... Uh, Kieran gets a prediction right, then maybe. I'll oh, <laughs> are you are you you deal? Deal? No, 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 I deal? I don't want deal? to risk the one in a million. <laughs> deal? No, I don't want you to one like in a million. I, no, one I don't want you to go million. Make an easy prediction, like you know, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you have to like you, you think the only way Kieran can get a uh, prediction right is literally to predict like the most basic of human like things that we have to happen every day. <laughs> Birds will fly. Birds yeah. Fly, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is like a bunch of screenshots leaked because the Xbox store listing uh, went up. I just flashed on screen for the video. It was one of these uh, pictures that um, Nibelian on Nibble uh, had on Twitter from the Xbox leaking. Uh, the post oh, looks fucking awesome. You've got this. The Necromorphs, just like the more detail, they look 
even more fucked up and gruesome than ever before, and I love that. I remember the. I can't wait to see. I hope they recreate the same screenshot they used in the original, which is like um the necromorph in like a dark elevator with like a flashlight being shined They've, on it. Is it's like I think they've already arms released like, that. I think they have maybe. Yeah, yeah. they most likely have. Um, yeah, this uh, you can see like so much more detail than previous. Obviously, like uh, Isaac's got blood all over his suit and stuff. From obviously that's other thing. Like the more detail now in the first game, obviously you'd go up to a necromorph after shooting it, and you'd do like Isaac does that big like like the stop thing yeah, but you know that now on next gen consoles and stuff like those motherfuckers are gonna explode everywhere <laughs> like, it's, this time he's gonna yell burn it down and then curb stomp it into the ground and blood i gotta wait like I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty keen to play this field, so even though we'll be playing like two dead space games within a short period all of three time, of us so um it'll be nice to to do the um the spoiler cast with the three of us once yeah Ash is finished uh, once ash is done with his game mm-hmm. all right uh That'll do it for this week's episode of Arcade Couch. Again, make sure um, you don't talk to us if you see us. I'll make packs. I'll make one amendment. You know, mm. if you're buying us a drink, you're more than welcome. The to fucking hell! Fucking hell! The only last things I f- forgot to mention uh, again: explosionnetwork.com/slash/paxaus22 is where you'll find all of our coverage over the weekend. Of course, all the socials and stuff as, as well. But the thing I forgot to mention is uh, Arco Couch for this coming week slash Monday, next Monday, whenever that uh, that comes, um, will be an episode live recorded live from the PAX floor, Audio Technica booth. We will be back recording there at, what time is it? Three? 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Sunday. So if you, I don't know if they've announced it yet, but we just you know, did. Surely they will have by the time this goes. Right. I already mentioned on Twitch the other day, and I just well, nobody said, will it. listen or to no this one. ending part, right? Yeah, it's fine. Um, I don't hmm. think like did you get say we did you get told we can't say it? Like, is there? A... No, I didn't get told we can't say yeah, it. We haven't signed NDA, so we're fine. Yeah, there's no purple. No purple that's fine. They could also just pull it. You know, uh, we'll be recording there at 3 p.m. Sunday, so that's the episode that will go up on Monday. Um, there'll be an RK couch between the cushions. I have no idea what the fuck, and I know Ash has thrown out an idea, but anyway, they, RK, next week is a between the cushions episode as well, so that'll that's be from PAX as well. It won't be the usual thing where we just record it prior to recording because that's not going to happen. It'll be something else, so I don't know what. We'll figure that out. It's going to well. be between the cushions of the bed that Ashley and me are sharing for the entire pack. Possibly. I mean, either that or we just, like, uh, we whip out a... I, I fucking, like, attach a mic to my phone and we just record, like, the w- most scuffed fucking bar podcast ever. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> I, I don't also, know. There's many, there's many ideas and things. So, yeah, PAX is coming up. That's exciting. Um, let's know... If you're, uh, what you're looking forward to at PAX and all those things, and make sure you follow all of our socials. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Twitter takes you to a place where you can follow and tweet at all of us. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord. You can talk to us over there as well. And if you want to help support us over the coming PAX weekend um, and help keep, uh, and sh- for us a couple bucks if you're appreciating what we're doing content-wise over that time, head on over to ExplosionNetwork.com slash support to donate to our Kofi page, of course. And we will see you here next week. La 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 from the packs of war.